nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, joining me is Rafa and I believe Royce is coming. Uh, he was here earlier but had to step out. Uh, wanted to start the show off with uh, SAFC's uh, uh, promo for the playoffs here with uh, Fight Together and We Are the Aggressors. And uh, I think after game one, uh, the first round, you would have to say uh, they did a pretty good job living up to that uh, that motto there. Uh, Rafa, welcome. How are you? Good. I'm back in SA, being up in the Buddy Holly country up in Lubbock, and then made my way down to the Cottrell Valley of San Angelo. I just came back today, back to San Antonio. So, uh, any fun uh, road adventures you want to share? Um, <laughs> I, did, I did post some good food that I that they fed us over there at one of the uh, the two dinners and then the luncheons we had to attend and some good desserts and we ate some some good mom and pop tacos. Uh, this one place, uh, uh, Pollo Rico's, if you're in Lubbock, it's a really good really good uh, street tacos there. And then Spanky's Burgers, that place was good. It's right next to Texas Tech University. So I do recommend those two places. Yeah, so this past week, uh, it's been uh, obviously here in San Antonio. Um, been a little bit fun. Last night I was on a podcast starting at 1030. It went <laughs> to about midnight uh, with uh, the um, Orange and Black Soccer cast uh, out in Orange County, uh, which could be the possible 
future opponent for us uh, for that here. But uh, let's get started on uh, some Copa Tejas news uh, for that here. They came out and released uh, the 2021 USL Copa uh, 11, your, you know, the best 11 in Texas. Um, this is voted on by the supporters, uh, you know, for that here. So Crocketeers, uh, 210 Alliance, Mission City, um, uh, was it Cinco? I never get the one from Austin, right? Uh, La, La, was it the La Cinco Dos, yeah. the 512? The 512. The uh, 512, sorry, I, I never get it right here. Um, seriously, Loco and the stampede so it's all voted on um steve and daniel uh, do a great job of putting this together and, and they had double duty with uh uh copa tejas mls but you know we're not an mls show so we won't go into their details but uh mark lowry is coach uh from el paso goalkeeper logan ketterer uh el paso defenders uh yuma and Jerome Michek from El Paso, uh, Adrian uh, Dispay from RGV, and Courtney Ford from San Antonio. Midfielders, uh, Diego Luna, Dylan Myers from El, uh, El Paso, Jose Gallegos, uh, Javier Baez, and forwards, Nathan and Luis Solinag. Um, I think the big glaring to me, and yeah, you know, I hate saying that, but it is uh, Lopez from RGV, uh, who had the hell of a kick. Um, against, um, you know, against uh, uh, Phoenix this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you fit him in because um, I don't think you're taking out Luna, you know, Jose, and, you, uh, you know, I'm assuming they try to get one from each team in there at least. So, you know, for the bold player, you know, that's that's they're there. Um, but to me, that, that would be um, – that would be the big miss. Coach, um, you got to give it to Lowry. Um and as a San Antonio FC fan, and especially this week here, um, I do think some considerations have to go to RGV's coach, Wilmer uh, Cabrera. Yeah. Because uh, nobody, at least in my opinion, uh, nobody had uh, RGV making the playoffs, uh, you know, outside of, of the Enberg area. Um, defenders, like I said here, you know, I think you can make a few arguments uh, back and forth, but I thought overall uh, – no huge complaints, at least on my side, that, you know, they're all valid and, and you know, they're all, there's no glaring misses, uh, you know, uh, on there. Your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's expected as usual, those, those players. I mean, they're been, those have been their, the top players that we've seen throughout the season. And, um, I mean, if there was, I mean, I don't know there's a second team. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some other ones. Like Luna will probably be on the sec- on the second team and so forth, um, but I mean no complaints there, especially up top. Nathan, I mean he was the break. I mean he was the breakout player. You know if there is a breakout player for USL, it's 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 Nathan with those goals scored. No, I think nobody expected that. Uh, I mean what do you expect from Solgniak? You know he was part of us la- the last year, and so we he, know what he's the only. He's the only person that made it uh, from two separate teams uh, yeah. on that for in in the two years, and I want to say Jose is a uh, 
two time or three time two two time because it's only been around yeah. two times because they didn't they didn't really they didn't have one last year uh, i'm trying to see if i can find it um yeah so uh the only two times is jose gallegos and and, and uh, dylan myers of uh of el paso and then of course solinag is the uh, Lucho is the only one that's made it twice, but for two two separate teams here. So, um, but I, I do think you bring up a great idea on having a second team. Maybe they don't get the uh, the, the the hardware that Copa Tejas provides to them, but yeah. you know, at least at least would be good to kind of acknowledge, um, you know, because like I said, it, it would be interesting to kind of see how close things were, um, you know, especially on midfield. Yeah, you know, like like we said here. I think I think uh, Mohammed should be on there. I think you can take. I, I think. But who are you I, taking off, Luna's? Oh, but as far as maybe like if there was a second team, right. because you can look at other sport, uh, other like football, like a college football, even you know the conferences or or even high school, like a district. You have a first team, second team, an honorable mention. I'll be. I think I think Mo would probably be an honorable. I don't know, I don't mention, but I think he'd be on the second team. Um, the Matt Matt could be on the second team. Cardoni, I know this is going to be he, a hot topic. He, I mean, he. I mean, I know he wasn't the top keeper, but consistently, like, like I said, until he recently dismissed his first game, you know. But you know, they hadn't really put a bunch of goals on him. You know, too many goals on him. You know, so I I give him a, like a in the like a second team consideration, and there's a couple other you know there's other ones too. Well, for goalie, I think for the Bulls' best player would would have been what Panch was um, uh, the the uh, bold goalkeeper uh, Elliot. Yeah, he can be say it can be a consideration there too. Because he was, you know, stat wise, he had higher numbers than um, than than Matt did. Yeah. So, and and that's not trying to disrespect, you know, Matt at all. Uh, Elliot uh, Panchico, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or Panico. Oh, there we go. Elliot Panico. Uh, you know, to me, to me, if you know, if you didn't have Logan Ketterer on the on there, and, and like I said here, it's no disrespect to Logan. You know, I think he is a class goalkeeper, but like I said here, if, if I, I hate to say this, I, I would I would have put Elliot over, you know, over over Matt, but it also, you know, and you know, unfortunately for goalkeepers, a lot of it has to do with who's in front of you and, and the yeah. system that you play, um, you know, because you know, I think we've you know we saw with Matt, his stats may not have been the prettiest. But you know he kept the team in, and you know especially early on when they were going through all the injuries uh, for that here. And you know Logan obviously he spent you know got a call up to uh, Portland Timbers this year. You know I think he was what Player of the Week or you know Goaltender of the Week up there. So uh, well deserved, you know you know well well deserved uh, uh, up there for uh, you know for um, you know you know for Logan defense. Uh, you know, Michek and Yuma, uh, two two class defenders. Uh, Adrian uh, Pay is good, and obviously Courtney Ford. I was kind of, li- I won't lie, I was a little bit surprised that Courtney Ford got on just because he mm-hmm. had, you know, and it's not about the talent. Um, it's just the time frame that he was down here with us. 
Um, yeah. but, you know, but you know, like I said, he has four goals. He, you know, you know, in, in my opinion, he's a great leader on the defense. And you know, outside of Sebastian Ugabaga, he's probably the best defender that that I've been able to see in person, you know, on the team. And and you can tell why he's MLS quality. Yeah. Uh, for that here. I mean, or, you, you can even look into T- Tanner too. I mean, Tanner, but he right. came in, he came late, so yeah. I mean, Tanner, if there was if there was a second team, he'd probably be on be on there too. So, so maybe yeah. that's something. That's something. Maybe if Clubhouse of Texas is watching, maybe they something that can take consideration next year, having a first team, first team, second team, and I, I think they even should even include a Copa a uh, Copa Texas MVP. Or maybe well, not. So well, a defensive player of the year. So maybe not a full second team, but maybe like a bench, like you an know, honorable mention, where, where you do like an eighteen. You know, yeah. where you have you know the, the second goalkeeper, and then you know, depending on which position, you know, because let's be honest, probably forwards, outside of Nathan and and, and Luis Solinag, probably pretty thin on. on you know, as as far as 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 stats, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for you know, leading goal score goal score here, because um, although Elvis Emo had eleven, Nathan yeah. has eleven, so you know, he, you know, he'd have been up for consideration. Um, but to me, especially where you get into that uh, midfield and defenders uh, situation, I do think maybe kind of being on the bench, you know, like I said, maybe you don't get the hardware. Um, but being named on there, you know, I, I do think would be um, would be something to consider. And also, you know, for El Paso, uh, Jose Gomez uh, had ten goals as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of talent uh, yeah. you know, that that was displayed. And see, that's a, and that's the thing they kind of made fun of the Mountain Division, like that we were the weak division, <laughs> and that improved this past weekend, except for except for Colorado <laughs> and El Paso, cho- pretty much choking. So. But you gotta—I mean—you gotta give it to the other two, the other two Mountain West teams. <laughs> so Royce is uh, on his way here. Uh, unfortunately, running—you know—unfortunately had a family thing pop up here, but he'll be popping. Um, so let's go. Uh, let's go because I want to kind of save the, the SAFC stuff uh, for him. So let's go with kind of international news and like I said here we can bring uh uh Royce in you know at the end of the show uh big one this week right uh Mexico and uh the United States mm-hmm. uh in Cincinnati uh, at the new stadium up there uh your thoughts I know you lean uh, more uh, uh team Mexico uh I believe to the army, yeah, all the way. <laughs> For that here, obviously, I know Royce is is our uh, our, our U.S. spokesman, and, and I won't lie, I root for the U.S. as well. Uh, you know, for that here, but uh, your expectations on this uh, international break uh, coming up for Concacaf? I, I I think with with Mexico going in, I think they got to look back with that game when they when they went into Columbus and 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 took those three points. I, I think if, if they can sit the I, I think they're gonna be out for they're gonna have a chip on the shoulder, especially with those two losses they had over the summer. Mm-hmm. I think I think Tata's uh, I think he's learned from those games. He's now got the players that he was missing. Uh you know, I, I think it's the US is gonna have trouble containing mm-hmm. uh uh 
what's his name? Rolo Jimenez. He's that forward that he's just too physical to handle. And I don't see anyone in the U.S. defense that can match up with him really well. And like I said, then you have Chucky Lozano back. Uh, Catito's kind of been inconsistent. Hopefully he can get his set up. Main, main thing is if they can come out with points on this, even the tie, it's a great. Uh, it's it, it's it's a win for them. But I know that they want to get the three points, kind of start distancing themselves, because now we're getting to that little stretch. Um, you know, we'll 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 start to see who's in who's getting who's in contention and who's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I still think like I said, I still think Mexico, the U.S., and I think Canada are going to be the probably the, the the three that do get the automatic verse. Well, for Mexico, uh, they play the U.S. on the 12th, and then the second game that they play on here is actually against Canada as well. So, mm-hmm. as, as and both of them are on the road. Um, yeah, you know, which it seems kind of odd because normally that you know they'll play one home, one away during a cycle. But you know where this has been, what three um, you know games within uh, you know uh, uh, three games within a window. So I guess that's kind of got thrown off a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Canada gets two home matches. Mexico gets two away matches. I know the United States uh, hosts uh, Mexico and then travels to Jamaica, which, if my memory serves me right, that'll be an empty stadium uh, in Jamaica uh, for that here. So, which may or may not make it a little bit easier for the United States, just for the fact that uh, Jamaica is starting to get players back, yeah, um, from healthy. And then I think uh, t- you know, uh, I think. The COVID restrictions are a little bit uh, right. The Brit- the the Jamaican players that are based in England and in Germany are now allowed to um, travel, so they will participate. They'll have Mikhail Antonio. They'll have um, Leon Bailey, et cetera, et cetera, which are definitely their uh, their top eleven right now. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for them, but I, I think they, like I said, they've always Jamaica's always played tough on them. Yep. But I, I think the U.S. I think they they can they can get the win if they can get ahead, they'll they'll win the game. But if they fall behind and they have trouble getting coming back, especially with Jamaica, you know I think Jamaica finds you know they're like a weird team. They're like, they know when to turn it up and not to turn off turn or turn it off. You know, so for them they're pretty unpredictable. But if the U.S. can get ahead, they'll, they'll get the three points over there in Jamaica. And, and I stand corrected. Uh, it was originally announced that no fans were going to be allowed. However, I did double check. There's um, going to be, five, I think, 5,000 5, and they have to be vaccinated. fans. Uh, yep. They came out right right around Halloween yep. with that adjustment uh, for that. But it was originally, initial, uh, originally no fans, but uh, they did uh, reverse that and are going to allow uh, 5,000, which to me is still – it's still an advantage, you know, for the United States not to have to play, you know, in a in a hostile environment like Jamaica, where we've had some success, but there's been some struggles uh, as well. Right, Royce. Good evening. Uh, What's up? Uh, how are you? Gotta go get dinner, man. Uh, I'm tired. I started a new job, well, like three weeks ago now, and I have been um, uh, slammed with work. So, which is nice. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the new place, but I've been super busy. And then the weekends haven't been, not that I'm complaining, the weekends haven't been much of a uh, respite either. I mean, last weekend with the um, 
with the game on Friday. I'm sure y'all talked about that and that yeah, was awesome. Yeah, we were saving that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um yeah, I, I guess let's get into it. Hell. <laughs> we did the Copa Tejas uh okay. best eleven, which uh, you know, I'm gonna send a message to them after this is over saying there should be a bench, uh Copa Tejas bench. Maybe you don't get the 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 mug and stuff like that, but um, like the second goalkeeper, you know, you know, who would be named outside of right. Logan. And then uh, to me, Lopez from RGV is a deserving spot, you know, as far as in the midfield. But the yep. problem is who you're taking out. And, and that's Correct. the issue. Um, I mean, when I saw it and I didn't see PC and Abu on there, I was like, this is a crime. And then I looked at it, I was like, <laughs> I get it, but. Who are you taking out? That's the issue. Yeah, is, that's correct. Who, who are you taking out? That's correct. And, and that's why I think if you had maybe kind of a bench, uh, you know, with, you know, a couple extra that, you know, um, it gives them the recognition and, and, and through there. Uh, but just to finish up on the uh, international window here, uh, obviously Rafa, I think, is predicting six points uh, from this window uh, for, or how, you know, what are you predicting uh, for the U.S. or for Mexico? Is Mexico going to get six points? Shoot. Uh, well, no, is that what you're predicting? I'll be, I'll be spraying tequila all over, <laughs> all over the game or something. Yeah, I was going to say, Mexico will probably get two points out of this. The U.S. will – they might get two. They'll probably get four. I, I, I see a Mexico-U.S. draw. Um, and then a lot of questions come out of that draw, which, I mean, it's, it's per the – USMNT. We're is, not going to go to fire the coach already, are we? No. So uh, this is what I was going to go with. USMNT is very um, that whole culture and everything feels very similar to UT football. It's very where toxic is, is the word? It's to yeah, it's toxic. There's knee jerk react. There's yeah. There's knee jerk reactions everywhere. Um. And that's kind of how it goes is, oh, one bad result. Oh, you know, when's you going to, when's Burhalter out, Burhalter out, when's Burhalter going to get fired? They come out in the second half of a game that he admits that, hey, you know, I made some assumptions. They didn't go my way. I changed it to the more pragmatic approach. And that's, he's going to learn stuff. I mean, it's his first World Cup qualification. He's going to learn crap. Is um, the Tom Herman of international soccer? <laughs> I mean, the Sarkeesian of international Sarkeesian. soccer. Um, I mean, Tom Herman, I guess, would be um, technically uh, Bruce Arena, but um, I mean, not even that. Maybe Tom Herman was more Dave Sarikin. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of it's just it's a real knee jerk reaction, and it and it comes from i get it it comes from cuba um four years ago it comes from that disaster and i mean mexico almost had the same thing in 2014 if it weren't for the u.s if it weren't for um zussi um then mexico would have missed out on the 2014 uh, world cup so i mean we both teams have gone through similar issues um and they're kind of in a similar way right now. Uh, Mexico with Tata. Tata is really has a really good pragmatic approach for the players that are available. People crap on him all the time for the approach he, he brings, but his tactics are good for what he has. Um, He's got a system, and, and the, the thing that the thing that people complain about, and I and I this is the I think this is the thing that um, that Tata Martino is really kind of lost sight of 
is how effective um, Diego Linez was against the U.S. this summer. Mm-hmm. And to not bring him up is a huge plus for the U.S. Um, because of just how unpredictable he is. He's not in good form with club, but he's in good club. Uh, he's in good form uh, internationally. So well, and that's kind of a big the Olympics, uh, I mean, I think, yeah. I think for him, I think what he needs to do, especially Linus and, I think just it was quit inter- just retire from international football or retire from club football and just play international. Oh, no, I think he needs yeah. to get, <laughs> yeah. Well, I th- he made a mistake going to Bethy's, and I think what he needs to do and get his agent to do is send him off. Linus, to- yeah, Linus going to Betis is similar to Reggie Cannon going to yeah, Bo- he needs, Vista, to, he needs or, to go to Ajax um, PSV. Right, or uh, Josh Sargent going to a Norwich. That has yeah. not worked out for either. All three of those players have kind of kind of not, not had a good time uh, with those loan spells. For, yeah, I think those, if you uh, can go to one of those contracts. teams or even Porto yeah. or Benfica, I think th- those are the four teams I think well, he Porto, needs. Porto, he's going to get blocked by his international teammate, uh, Tecatito. So he, he needs like that. Tecatito might be on the move to Italy pretty soon. That's that's the rumor we're going around. Yeah. He, may go to, he may go to Roma or, or I see, think man. Inter's also interested in him. But I think Dude, Linus, Linus Tecat- best – Best if Tecatito has an option to not go under Jose Mourinho, you take that all day long. Jose Mourinho is no, <laughs> yeah. dude, avoid no. Like I'm a U, I'm a U.S. fan. I Mourinho's gonna be. I gone support. I support. I support Mexico if they're you know playing somebody else. Um, I grew up rooting for uh, Luis Hernandez, El Matador, but and obviously Jorge Campos is everybody's hero. Uh, on this continent, but yeah, uh, him going to, I mean, already Brian Reynolds, American international is just having an absolute garbage time at Roma. And it's because, um, Mourinho has picked 11 guys and he's like, these are the 11 guys. Oh, one's hurt. Mm, Well, I'm going to just run 10 guys out there is basically what he said. So it's, it's a disaster and they suck. I mean, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad because of their players. They're they're partially bad because of their players. They're mainly bad because Jose Mourinho soccer just doesn't play. It doesn't um, work anymore. Anymore. Yep. So anyway, sorry. Off on that tangent. Oh, no worries. So moving on, uh, let's get into the loyal. Um, before we get into the lineups, any any thoughts on Landon Donovan's pregame comments and uh <laughs> Just sort weird. of saying San Antonio is a dirty team. Uh, I think he walked right up to that line. He didn't cross it, but he walked right up to that line. Any any thoughts on on? I thought New Mexico was a dirty team, not not us. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, um, well, I I thought it was um, Rising that was a dirty team uh, against Loyal. If you catch my drift on that one, so <laughs> yeah, that whole mess. <sighs> Yeah. I understood what he was trying to say. I just, uh, part of me thinks that. See, I get what he was trying to say, but at the same time, you, A, you don't say that just in general, you you right. don't say, Hey, this team does this and that's, and they're bad because of it. No, you say they're a physical team. Um, they're a, a very high pressing and physical team. And they use that to their advantage. It's going to be a, a, a tough task to go against them. That's what you say. You don't say, oh, they have so many yellow cards. They're obviously a dirty team. Landon, you've well, been there, it's dude. It's not even that. He's like, I they mean, don't play. 
he basically said yeah. we don't play soccer and yeah. that you know for and, and and i even asked this you know at, at the time when i saw that i was like it seemed like that san antonio was already in their head you know because they right. had two videos on it both videos had that you know hey they fell a lot they're going to be chippy you yep. saw that with the pc first yellow c we told you uh you know right from the start and you know, you know, in, in pregame, I talked to you know one one of the you know loyal uh, media people you know on the on the sideline there. He even mentioned that they're a finesse team, which there's nothing wrong with it. Um, right. They play a different style. It, it doesn't make your right. you know that's the great thing about soccer is you know you can play like San Diego does, or you can play like San Antonio right. does, and, and you can play like Phoenix. We, does. We sort of play no soccer. Way. I mean, we're good at defending and putting the ball in the net on the on the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> Clean sheet and two goals in their net. I'd say that's playing soccer pretty well. I mean, um, yeah, we may slack tackle a couple of people here and there, but hey, you know it's just part of the game. Suck it, deal with it. You're a pro. So, um, what what I would say just to kind of close it out real quick, um, just just for this whole thing. Um, and this is what we said last week is that, and we saw it on display. San Diego plays very much like Darren Powell's San Antonio yes. FC. They want to. Uh, play forward from the middle and they want to be offensive from the middle and that 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 was it that was their that was their doom because we dominated the middle of the field and that was pretty much it they wanted to attack on the wings and that's why instead of pc being in the middle that's why marcina had pc on the left and spoiler alert we're going to see a lot of the very same for rgv if they play uh, similarly that they played uh, phoenix um, and we're going to have PC back out there on the left um, to dominate that side. And that's what he did. Uh, this was PC's game. Uh, PC and Mo are the two players of the match. PC shut down any offensive threat, really, that San Diego had. Um, and Abu did the same. Abu shadowed, um, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Blake, uh, Jack Blake. Yeah, well, he um, went out early, but yeah. He went out early with a cramp, but it was, <laughs> but whenever Jack Blake was there, he shattered him. And then 11 came in, and then Abu shattered him. And that's going to be his task. Um, we'll see who RGV start. Well, we'll get into RGV later. We're talking about um, Loyal right now, but that was pretty much it. I think Abu and PC dominated this match, and they allowed for. Gallegos and Maloney constantly to go up, and that was that was it. And Maloney and Epps uh, had a lot of um, switches. Um, they're on the on the right side, and that just we killed Loyal on that right side. So, so the right. lineup: uh, Patino up top, Nathan Epps, PC Gallegos, Abu Maloney, and then the the three in the back: Tanner, Kamiri, Ford, and. Jordan Farr, the emergency goalkeeper. I don't think we uh, brought the. I think we did discuss that actually. Yeah, um, we did. Where where he came in from Indy Eleven, and wasn't asked to do a lot, but uh, the one time that he was, uh, he did uh, a heck of a job. So yeah, with his face. <laughs> that first yeah, time. but at the same time, he was there and in position. Um, it doesn't matter what part of your body you make that save. Yeah. If you're in position and you make that save. I mean that's that that was a big that was a big play and uh, for him to get that out of the way, um, that was a huge confidence booster for him because the the back three just I mean they were so jacked. Um, it was awesome to have. Um, 
I guess the back five technically. It was awesome to have them on our side for that mm-hmm. second half because they were just they were so jacked up. It was um, shut down, yeah. Was- yeah, Taintor just shut down. He that one shot that he blocked, I thought his veins were gonna pop out. Um <laughs> and then um Maloney had a couple huge crosses that he blocked. It was just it was awesome to watch them work. It it was that was well worth the price of admission just watching those um five in the back just completely you can see also jordan really motivated in the game he was really he had that they were in it man you were in it he had the defense really organized and you know and that's and you know you got to give props to him for just being plugged in having really no chemistry with those guys to do it within four or five days you know that says something what type of player he is so yep and the scary news is they've got an additional week to be able to communicate, be able to work on a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what stood out to me, uh, you know, and we'll get to the highlights here in a minute here, um, is his delivering of, of the ball. You know, yeah. you know, Matt does, I think that's a weak part on Matt's game is delivering, but I think, you know, with, with far here, um, it brought it another dimension uh, to San Antonio FC that um, I, don't I will think say the loyal were, was, I will uh, say his first goal kick found the stands but after that he was fine i think that was nerves that was the first touch he had he got a punt off and it went directly into section um i think it was a 104 105 but then after that everything was fine everything was smooth the distribution was great they talked well um and that was the main thing was um uh, i mean him taintor and ford and kamiri they're just in sync and that was awesome to watch for sure that was encouraging so let's look at the highlights here, and we'll uh... – Yeah, I like how they immediately try to go over the top, and not going to happen. All right, I can pause this real quick. Uh, this came from a foul on Gallegos. Um, Gallegos won the ball, um, and he got taken out by – their opposite 17, uh, his opposite number uh, for um, San Diego. It was a pretty obvious foul, and it was basically they pressed. Um, they were pressing early, and Gallegos had a chance to win the ball. He won the ball, and he got he got tackled. He got body slammed to the ground, basically, because the San Diego player was frustrated that he was getting pressed. Um, and that won that free kick, and then Abu just floats that ball, and it just sit, it just sat there, just magic. And it's, I knew somebody had to attack it. I looked. Nathan was right there, not even marked, just set piece theater. Beautiful. One nothing. Yeah, hold on here. I'm actually trying to move it, move it over to. Uh, yep. Yeah, that pressing that they did basically threw that threw them off. Yeah. And and and, and you can tell they were real confused. They couldn't run anything there as far as their offense. Their so outlet, their out- the whole their whole system of play, yep. was thrown out the window. And you got to yep. give props to Marcina for that because I think he saw something on probably on some of the videos of the previous games, and he took advantage of that, and yep. it really affected their psyche in, in, in the game. And they started changing players even yep. in the first half. So yep. pro- you know, props to Marcina on that. Well, the first change was due to injury, Jack Blake. Um, did have an injury. That's why that first one happened. But yeah, they subbed at half. Um, and yeah, they were just trying to find some, 
they were throwing crap at the wall to see what would stick and nothing stuck and they just ended up having a crap game um uh, at the same rate if you watch that highlight um you can see me going absolutely nuts and losing my mind um <laughs> pointing at nathan so that's a that's a fun fact i i keep watching that clip and i keep seeing myself like what am i doing oh yeah that's right i'm losing my damn mind so all right so i think this is the play you're talking about Or did I go too far? You went too far. <laughs> they don't show the... Yeah, there you go. There's a tackle right there. Uh, yeah, where, there it is. I didn't. I was right there. And there's Jose winning. And right here's the body slam. And that's... the. It already happened. The ref had already called it. And 17 on their side, uh, Martin is just like... Is incredulous to how body slamming can be a foul. So, and right there. Yeah, I mean, two <laughs> hands pushing over. What are you doing? So, yep. And then just this gorgeously floated ball by Mo. Some dirty tactics on Donovan's team. Yeah, there you go. Yep, right. it was fun. Yep. And then madness ensued at just the perfect service. That just ball floated. just floated, though, as you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, just floated. It just stayed there. And Nathan you see that little, spin, that little spin towards the end before yep. it hit Nathan? Uh, you got you got to get props to to Mo on that. It's just a hell of a service, man. Yep, that's it. It's a great service. Come on, get to the replay. <laughs> <laughs> that looks fine. Yes, Porter's did a great job this game. They, they uh, did. They did. I was happy. Some pregame and through there. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Here's the it's great. Here. Yep. So it just yeah, it just sits there, just floats, and nobody marked Nathan at all. Nobody, and it just found him. Uh, I wonder if the keeper anticipated for see how it kind of it was curving and then it kind of stopped. I wonder but the, the team was open too. If, if yeah. it had been a little bit shorter, both you of them on, the, on, on that spin, you, you notice like it was going towards the goal, and I think the keeper. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to catch this, go, but go, then it got back in. Go with me here. The header in. Go with me here. If you go back through the season, and this is me recollecting just off based off of memory, most of San Antonio FC's set pieces, especially corner kicks, have been far post head it back over and then attack that, um, that second ball. That's what almost exclusively we have done. And it seemed like that's what they were getting geared up for. That's why it took them by surprise that Patino and Nathan made that, um, short side run and all the center backs are going to the back post. So I think they were expecting a floating ball to the back post because that's where, uh, Montgomery was, uh, that's where Yara was. They were on the back post. They're expecting a back post to be headed across. Mm -mm. It was a short post ball that just floated that Nathan attacked. And I think they just got their, um, um, they, they got their situation wrong. They, they did not expect us to, uh, to play a, a near post a set piece, which is a long con from Marcina to go far post, far post, far post. And then once you hit the playoffs, Hey, let's try near post for once. So there you go. Winner, winner, one, nothing. Sorry, I had to reset You're good. You're button. good. I know. I, I see you playing the video and it's just not cooperating. <laughs> well, no, I was trying to pull it back up over here. Okay. This is the, is this... 
this play here. It's back up here. I thought this play was a close one here. Where good team team offense here. Yep, it's a good press. And then yeah, Patino got knocked down there. And then yeah, this is where Nathan goes. Uh, yeah, it gets saved with the uh, left footed shot with the left hand uh, by their goalkeeper. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, if that's low, that's probably in. Um, but that's just one of those. But on the ensuing corner, Patino with his first goal since, what, June, May? It was great to see him back and to see him have that uh, have that comeback. I mean, it's been – this season has been a slog for him and it's been a struggle. Yeah. Um, and to see him get a goal in the playoffs, it's huge. In Taintor, see, and that's what we have typically done right there. And that's where I think that first goal also set up this goal was if you look, most of the San Diego loyal defense is by the near post and they're expecting a near post shot and it goes over everybody back to Taintor who was by himself. But that is what we've done most of the season. And this time it worked because we stopped just exclusively doing that. We did the near post. We had them thinking they're thinking near post. It goes uh, far post. Um, to tank toward to come back in and um, Patino puts it in two nothing. Those, oh, excuse me, those are settle as uh, um, Rafa just kept just kept saying it the he entire wanted, game. And I'm like, dude, wanted, shut up, shut up. Wanted, we're like, two shut nothing, up. two nothing is the is the worst lead, is the most in danger lead in all of sports. And Rafa's gonna start those are settle before halftime. I was like, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> I will say, though, is I, you know, I talked with, uh, I sent a message to Alan uh, with Fairweather Pod, and we had talked pregame that whoever got the first goal was most likely going to win. We and talked about that on the And if a team well. got up by two, he's like, Church. Yeah, you know, it's, it was, Church. And, and, and that's, that ended up playing out here. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can tell by the uh, highlights here is, you know, it'll go through, this play here, although there's one more play that I'm surprised that isn't on the play here. Yeah, that's the big save right there from Jordan where where uh, he gets that up was, with nothing like it didn't even hit him. Nope. <laughs> it was straight to the face. This is what we've been asking for all year. Yep. Put it out and Patino just Patino just, just missed that. If he, he needs to do the um, John Anthony, um, um, oh my God, John Anthony, help me out. Uh, center back for the U.S. and he also plays for Wolfsburg. If he hit, if he hits that oh one low, God. it's What's his name. Brooks. Yeah, that's what I mean. Brooks, thank you, John Anthony Brooks. If he does a John Anthony Brooks in the 2014 World Cup against Ghana and just buries that thing into the ground and make, has it bounce up. It's three nothing easily, but he just it just caught him on the back of his head and, and went over. And then those here is the taint tour play, which is not even a minute later, which is insane. Yeah, those were the highlights were brought to us by USL uh, San Antonio FC and on YouTube. Uh, ESPN, plus. Uh, yep. ESPN Plus. ESPN uh, Plus. Thank you. Uh, just make sure you give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. Uh, for that here, this uh, video clip is by SAFC Twitter. Uh, you know, for it here. And I thought this was just as pivotal as uh, the save by far because if San Diego gets a goal, I think it's a different game. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. For the here, if they if they get an immediate answer here, um, 
Yeah, that was that was nuts, man. That was so close to a dangle. It was just the hell of a play. And like um um uh Hankinson on the uh yeah. on the commentary said, um it, it's such a brave and huge move because he Taintor does have two own goals um mm-hmm. on his stat sheet um this season. And for him to still go in like that and to make that play, balls, balls of damn steel, for sure. And like I said, it cha- to me, it, it as I mentioned earlier, it changed the it changed the game. Uh, it put it more because uh, San Antonio FC was able to kind of settle down, yep. get to the half, and um, I think it was what the sixty second minute they uh, subbed out uh, Gleed or they subbed in Gleedle, subbed out uh, Patino. I think is the one that came out. Uh, um, I believe so. That- it was a 60-second minute, mm-hmm. and then you know went to a five-back um, lineup mm-hmm. and j- just wrote it out. And you know yeah. when you look at the stats, and, and then and then a little later on they switched out Nathan for Dylan, which really helped them be more physical up top. That really allowed them to uh, to play the five-four-one that they finished out with. Yeah, yeah, and and they only made the two subs. Yep. Uh, 62nd, uh, Gleedle came in for Patino and in 75th minute, Dylan for, for Nathan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second half, I would say, you know, it was 70, 30, you know, 70.2 to 29.8 possession. Um, at halftime, it was closer to 60, 40, um, you know, a little, you know, a little bit closer to that. Uh, but San Antonio let them said, Hey, you want to, you want to pass the ball, which they did 531 times yep. to our 226 Go and yep. Go ahead. But, but yet, uh, sit back. And this is the thing that I, this is the thing that I think Landon missed when he was talking to his team is San Diego with all that possession had 14 shots, one on target. And that yeah. one was the one that was saved by team tour. That's sure. it. That's all. That's the only shot on goal they had all night. That one. And there's, for San Antonio FC, we have 11. So even though we had the ball for 30% round, you know, just rounding up, shot wise, we were pretty much equal. You know, three yep. shots on target. Obviously, two of them being, you know, the goals. Yep. Uh, for that here, but and the the other one was the one we just saw saved right there uh, by Nathan with the left footed shot. That's it. Yeah. There, there was one on the second half that. Uh, uh, Montgomery missed. We're just going on stat sheets, man. Um, That was was the only really, as far as any any possible scoring, goal scoring opportunities, it's just on that one set piece, and that was it. This is Marcina Ball. Let's create more chances, more quality chances than the other team, and that's what they did. Uh, I know San Diego came and hurt. Um, one of their main threats out on the wings. Um, Corey Herzog, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, not Herzog. Uh, was it Metcalf? Uh, has a broken collarbone. Um, Herzog was out too, injured as well. So. Uh, Herz- well, I mean, that's huge too. Herzog yeah. has been a USL stalwart for seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they just they didn't come in in the best of form. Yarrow probably shouldn't have played, but it was a playoff game, so we did. I know he's been hurt, um, which it was great to see. Um, he did well. Didn't, yeah, I didn't get the shout out um, Callum. I didn't get the shout out Yarrow, but it was good to see them. I'm happy they're still in the league um, for sure. Uh, but uh, as it as it was, uh, two nothing. You can't complain. It was a great game. I was 
I can't tell you how nervous I was um, until that um, Nathan goal. And it was great. And uh, the best I part about it. Nervous, though, that, I was nervous, though. I was nervous. Dude, I was a, I was a damn mess. <laughs> but um, I didn't feel. I wasn't I wasn't nervous like okay I I should I should explain myself. I wasn't nervous like um I wasn't afraid we we're going to lose. I was nervous like I was I was going to play. Uh I had those jitters, I had those nerves. Um every time I go up to plate and I'm going to face a pitcher, that's what keeps you in it is you get that heightened, you get that adrenaline rush, you get that okay, let's go. We're going to see this. And it's tough to calm yourself down. Um, and that's what makes the great ones great is because they can calm themselves down. But that's what I felt. I just felt that adrenaline, that let's go, it's game time, that I rarely feel during the uh, regular season. But when it comes to playoffs, it's a whole other beast. And that's what I felt. And when the when Nathan's going in, I was a little reassured. And they just they played so damn well. Um, well, you're more worried and, about uh, what happened last year, losing on a cheap goal. That's but correct. That's correct. That's why it's always digs us in is on a cheap, a cheap goal or a referee misses a call. Yeah. And it didn't help with the very first foul called was a yellow card for PC. That was, <laughs> I mean, the first foul of the game. It wasn't even. Yes, it was from behind. Sure, did he get the ball? Yeah, that I too. He got the ball, card. and it was from behind. Yeah. Like, and yeah, and it was the very first foul, and you're going to give a yellow card. Like that was just like. You, is this the same guy from uh, the New Mexico United game that gave out 17 yellows? But uh, did I have to poop? No. Pre-game jitters. It's not pre-game jitters, man. It's just the, it's the adrenaline rush of, the game, of, of game day. Yeah. It's it's the excitement of being in a game, and um, that's pretty much it. But I do think if that game yeah. goes 0-0 zero, zero to half, it's a – we're having a different discussion. I mean, if some butts are candy and nuts, it's Christmas every day. But we no, 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 because we said going in, San Antonio needed no, to score. No, for sure. If if San Diego Loyal would have scored the first goal, then it would have definitely been a different game, and they would have tried to slog down, um, and it would have been really tough. Uh, but at the same time, our two goals came off of set pieces um, that came directly. Well, one came off of a, a must, a do-or-die save from their goalkeeper, and the other came off of a, a foul. And that foul could have happened whether um, we had the lead or not, or it was tied or or, or not. Um, so I think we played great. We created a lot of real quality chances. We didn't put those, we didn't put a lot of them away, but the ones we did put away, we, we put away really well. Um, and I was happy with the win. Um, and then we got to watch um, El Paso later that night. And... They didn't do so well. They did not. Uh, they ended up losing one to nothing to Oakland. So the Roots, which, shout out to Chewy and um, Kai Green. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that's the upset, you know, of, of the playoffs. Uh, I think one, you know, our opponent coming up, uh, RGV upsetting Phoenix is. Yeah. I, I think that's on par, uh, just yeah. because. Uh, both RGV and Phoenix uh, both had undefeated streaks at home. Um, you know, I won't lie to you. I've had El, El Paso, El Paso, and Phoenix were both undefeated at home this season. Yes, not and, not RGV. Or pardon, Phoenix and, and El Paso. But um, 
Yeah, the you know El Paso couldn't finish. Uh, they had some chances, although Oakland Dude, did have some chances as well. El Paso and well, El Paso got San Antonio FC from last season. That's basically what happened. Except that the Roots goal happened to actually be a legit goal, and it right. was really well taken. Um, but yeah, no, they got they got last year SAFC is is what El Paso got. That was it. They went in nervous. Uh, SAFC went in nervous. They played nervous. Um, and I mean that that was the result. And where the El Paso just seemed like they were just nervous the whole time. It, I know the camera kept panning over to Mark Laurie on the bench, and he was just chewing the shit out of Singer Nails. Um, so I have to just think as a club they were nervous. Um, last year SAFC, I think it was just bad luck. Uh, Doyle had a goal early on in that match, mm-hmm. and it got disallowed for unknown reasons. Um, so that's kind of how that game started. Uh, RGV and Phoenix was an amazing watch. That was a thrilling, was a, a, a thrilling game. Um, and to be honest, that game, that last minute game tying penalty from RGV. Mm. I don't want to hear it though. I do not want to hear it. Yeah, it's not a penalty Phoenix. for me. It ha- No, you know what? It's it a happened. soft, it's a soft penalty. It's super, it's super it's soft, super soft. Yeah. But, Normally you wouldn't count that at an overtime game. That's 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 a little surprising, but that's 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 what I'm getting at is that you're gonna change the game over something that ticky tack. Okay, sure. But what I think the ref wanted, the ref was like, you know what? What's gonna happen is I'm not gonna allow this and I'm gonna hear it. I'm gonna give RGV the chance to tie it because it is a borderline foul. I'm gonna give them a chance to do it. Um and if they can't, you know, if they don't do it, then cool, ball don't lie. But if they get it, then we'll go to pins and they'll decide it in pins. Here's so. my only issue with that. How many times have we seen Solo I, hey, hey, fall down I, on that same thing? And I'm let's not, not forget I know. who drew the foul. It's 41-year-old Vicente Sanchez I know. Harry, who knows all the tricks that Solo does. Harry, I'm not arguing, man. I, I'm not arguing. I'm, I'm not I having know. it. I'm not it, having it. It's, it was... It was a it's shit penalty. It's one of those PKs that I know, if it's but on it, your team. I know. But the one thing you love know. it, if it's, if it's against your team, you hate it. I but know. you're Phoenix. You don't put yourself in that situation. That's, that's the key. That's the thing. That's the, that's thing. the thing. Phoenix should have stomped a mud hole on the Toros. Yeah. You don't let. They you, don't you let don't, a team like that. You go, you yeah. go for the kill early on because they basically let them hang around. Yep. And you let a team hang around things like that could happen and it's going to end up coming biting in you in the ass. Yep. So only the one to blame is Phoenix for not, you know, putting stomping on them like four or five, nothing. That's like pretty much it. You, and it's I the same thing for same thing, same thing with El Paso too. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, they played a, uh, basically an upstart team that just barely got into the playoffs. You know, they should have stuck a mud hole on them, yeah. but, when you let, like I said, when you let teams hang around, and that's something we were kind of worried about. If we let loyal hang around, yep. And that's like that, that was a problem with SAFC. The game. Yeah. That was a problem with SAFC last season. They let New Mexico hang around too long. They got disallowed a goal. Yeah, shit happens. Go out there, make another chance, put that away, and they didn't. And that was, excuse me, that was SA, on SAFC. Um, now the game-winning goal came from a a crap no call, which was incredible. But hey, I mean. You know, that happens, and it happened to Phoenix, and it happened to El Paso, and now we move on, and we play RGV. The other craziness uh, out in the West, Orange (laughs) County. uh, Yeah, red card. Early red card. 
30th minute red card down a man. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah, sigh is that's the collective sigh from anybody from Colorado right there. The switchbacks just couldn't and, and OC's been tough. You know, they've I think won six straight matches, one oh, so their defense yeah. is tied in. Yeah. Uh, their interim coach was just signed uh, you know, you know, for you know for permanent for officially. Yep. Um you know they're they're going to be a tough out you know going against Oakland. However, uh, they're they have one uh, one center back on their roster now uh, because the dude with the red card obviously is again oh, you know, wow. obviously going to get suspended. Yeah. Uh, they had another center back that would replace somebody's on a U twenty team. Um, you know, uh, playing uh, probably tonight. I think with the I think he's with the U S uh, or Mexico. I forget which team that he's on. Okay, uh, but he's out. So Orange County. Uh, they have no they have no center back so that's crazy that'll be interesting to see how they match up with oakland um out east i'm going to start at the bottom of the bracket uh loose city um i mean honestly honestly what can you say about the east is everything went the way you thought it would go except the whole birmingham pittsburgh birmingham, pittsburgh yeah, getting so. covid but yeah no loose city it wasn't convincing but at the same time miami got the job done Miami got frustrated. Um, Miami should have had a straight red in like the 70th minute. Yeah. Um, it, it really shouldn't have been that close. Uh, but they took care of business. They did what they should have done, and they dispatched Miami. And Miami also had an emergency goalkeeper, so one in the east, one yeah. in the west. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, uh, even though they don't play their players that was, uh, last that year. That was um, a dominant, a dominant Rolled win. Memphis. Uh, not Absolutely. Surprising. Uh, yeah. the Rowdies, they even uh, they even missed a penalty in that game. The Rowdies just played with with Tulsa. Um, yeah, it just, it yeah. Was, yeah, it was it was close. I think it was two two at one point, and then I looked up and it was four two, and I was like, oh okay, then that's done. well an extra then, time. Oh. I think there was three goals. It was yeah. just like they're like, hey, yeah. okay, you, you want to score? They got, right, they, got yeah. of, they got tired of playing around. They got pretty they much. Got pretty much. And the unfortunate news, uh, and this came out Friday as well, is the Pittsburgh River Hands, uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, Hounds are the, eaten yeah, up with COVID. Hounds. And uh, from a, if the report is to be believed, it all stemmed from a Halloween party. That's so disappointing. <sighs> if, if that if that report is to be believed, I. I'm not 100% sure on it, but it did seem to go. I know it went around Reddit and it went around Twitter like wildfire. But um, I will also yeah. say, and this wasn't discussed here, if you look at the timing wise, the trip down to Miami would have lined up as well. So I'm just, I'm yeah, just gonna say that extra trip. Yeah. That uh, well, it, somebody could have gotten it. Somebody could have gotten it from that trip and then spread it through that party. So yeah. So um, not know, great. That's. I hope, I hope, but I will say, I hope everybody on the Pittsburgh team and staff and office yeah. and everybody, I hope you're okay. And, and it's to me that the worst part about it is, is for the fans, you know, yeah. for the river, Correct. river, river hounds fans, you know, that, you know, but they went toe to toe with yeah. San Antonio. Uh, they came here, got a late goal at the end. Um, they were thinking that they had a chance. Uh, they've beat Tampa Bay before. So they knew each yeah. other. Legion was going to have a packed house, their first playoff game at home. I believe it's yep. their first playoff game at home. Unfortunately, uh, didn't happen. Uh, nope. They get to do a watch party because they're playing in in Tampa at this point. So, yep. uh, I know the Legion move on, but there really was no winners, uh, unfortunately, in that situation. 
And unfortunately, I hate to say it, there is there's nothing that the USL could have done uh, because if, if I agree, if there is that situation, it's a you know we saw it with San Antonio ten days. Yeah, you can't put you can't put the playoffs on hold. So that they yeah. had they had no choice. Uh, you know, as much as you know, rising fans and 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 rowdy fans are like you know, hey, reschedule first round of playoffs. You can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. you're you know, especially with the final right. being on ESPN. It just you yep. know, it was out of hands, uh, you know, uh, you know, for that here. So moving on in the east, uh, you're going to have on the 13th. So all these matches will be Saturday. It kicks on uh, Tampa Bay uh, hosting Birmingham uh, followed. Uh, these these t- times are all eastern, by the way, all eastern. So six o'clock our time, uh, Charlotte, Louisville at 630 uh, in Louisville for that here. And that'll be an interesting game. Uh, That'll be fair. That I think that's going to be the. I match think of the Charlotte night, gets the win personally. Um, we'll see. Rowdies Birmingham. It's tough to go against the Rowdies. Just yeah, it is. They're flying high right now. A damn juggernaut. Yep. But you know, if San Antonio can make it, uh, the Legion is an easier drive to get to than uh, Tampa Bay. I was so. I was gonna say. I mean, oh, I, I'm I'm. Don't get ahead of yourself. We play RGB. Uh, That's the next match. We play RGB at 8 o'clock. Don't even get ahead of yourself. The other side of the bracket, Oakland OC. Um, That that one's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be a 1-0 match because neither team, both teams are very good defensively. Uh, It's it's funny how these, all these matches ended up being kind of region matches. We have Mm -hmm. the... We have the Battle of California. We have the Battle of Texas. We have the Battle of the Northeast and the Battle of the Southeast. So, no, I mean, uh, T- Tampa you, and Tampa and Birmingham are that's kind of SEC country, and then Louisville and Charlotte are. I mean, technically, kind of in the Northeast, but they don't count themselves as Northeast. But it, I mean, that's it is AC, what it it's is. ACC country. But you get you got yeah, top ACC. four. You got that's top fair. four seeds. That's fair. It, it's weird. You got the top four seeds out east. It's chalk. Yeah. Um, it's boring yeah. as I called it. It's you know at, you know outside the results. And then you have the no twos surprises. and the fours. Yeah. And then in the west, where the simulation is, that you know all hell broke loose. So yeah, pretty much. Um, the big match that we're going to talk about next: uh, San Antonio RGV, Toyota Field, uh, Stampede are coming. Uh, from my understanding, you know, with Edson, that they're expecting about two to three hundred people, not all Stampede, but uh, you know, from uh, there's going to be a large RGV presence. Um, I won't get into the drama on the supporter group, but uh, unfortunately for this match, the RGV supporters are going to be on the other side, over by thousand oaks and 35,000 oaks and the freeway over there uh, or where's the parkway where's the parkway Parkway. and we're going to be over obviously in our in our normal normal spot under the bridge which makes it uh a little bit challenging to go chit chat i'm going to try but uh you know I've been told that uh security is going to be very high yeah and we'll we'll say this on the show don't even try to go to the rgv side if you're not with the rgv team just yeah. it's not it's not worth it for a lot of reasons the number one reason is if you want to go to the match don't try to go on that side just trust yeah, us don't just don't just just don't and, and they're separating they're, things just to prevent anything not to say it's going to happen but it's all prevention just just comply and just comply with that don't Sometimes. do anything stupid don't, uh, don't yeah, also, also don't do it yeah don't be that guy don't be anything stupid 
Don't be uh, that guy that pull your pants down. <laughs> after the oh, match, I thought that was funny, dude. It was, yeah. <laughs> after the match, whatever happens, get in your car, go home. Go meet the then... bar somewhere off of the yeah. <laughs> go, of the yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's not fighting. <laughs> fighting is never worth it. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's go bad. Go get your taco at Margie's and then go home. There you see Mama Margie's or Chacho's, wherever you want to go and. We go chill out over there. There you go. So there is some news. Uh, RGV has been on a roll uh, recently. However, yep. RGV is also going to be missing some key pieces. Yep. Uh, for that here, Christian Sorto uh, got the call up uh, to play first country. So you know, congratulations. C- congrats. To yeah, that's huge, man. A for El Salvador, honor. right? Uh, yes. Or Honduras. Uh, crap yeah one of those probably one of those two i saw i'll look it up i'll look it up i'll look it up you keep going and then they also had a loney in he's el salvadorian that's what i thought sorry the loney they had a loney from uh cincinnati but he did not meet the minimum requirements for games and time frame due to Mm -hmm. coming in so even though he was a big spark for them Mm-hmm. Late in the year, uh, up top is a forward. Uh, he is uh, his, Jonas his deal, Freiburg. Yeah, Jonas his, Freiburg. His, his deal was completed, and he's back with Cincinnati because he was ineligible to play. So, yep. RGV San Antonio. You know, you can throw records, lineups, everything out the window. That's it. it. Is, That's it. it. Throw it out the window. It's a rivalry game, baby, and it's the biggest rivalry game we've ever had. And it's, it's going to be fun as hell. I'm going to be nervous as hell. San but it's Antonio, be fun. six draws, six wins for RGV. Um, I will say, because I did a little bit of research uh, on here, because um, I was trying to see how our lineups would match. And RGV has quite a bit of changes. But I think the biggest change for us is the lineups that RGV is used to seeing us with. You know, uh, Kamiri uh, and uh, Varela have been probably the two most um, that are still on the team. But we ran four back twice, uh, Maloney, Axel, Gleedal, and Kamiri. We played a 4-4-2 four, four, twice against them. Um, and, then, and the last time we played them was before we settled on the current 3-4-3. Um, three, three. And that's going to be interesting to see. And I will say that RGV against Phoenix really, really tried to attack up their right side. That was their main attacking um, outlet. And that's where PC is going to be. And that's what I said. Um, kind of the loyal kind of did a similar thing. They really wanted to attack up that right side with um, uh, with Blake and um, I can't think of the right winger's name out there. Um, and they ran into a brick wall out there. Was Tanner and, and Ford already in the team? Have they get did they go in to play? I don't again? think so. That's what I mean. Well, I don't think we had Ford. I don't think we had Tanner. We did not know. They have yep. not they have not seen this lineup here. Yep. And that's that's, that's why that's I think gonna it's be a big factor. And Abu. Abu is another player that yeah. I don't think they've seen. No, they they had a boo because they, they okay. Yeah, we had a okay. boo, but the problem is PC he had it, only he had it slotted. 12 minutes in in the May yeah. 29th match. Outside that's right. That, that's right. That was his first game back and he got and hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, that's right. And, but Abu played in the uh, August 8-2-1 win. So Nathan Epps, Abu, Jose Maloney, and Kamiri um, are the six starters from that match that will most likely be starting. So there's going to be yep. five. And I know Matt's one of them. And, and you know, that's unfortunate, you know, because Matt's not there because if he was here, he would be. 
But as far as for yeah, you know sucks. for on on the field, they haven't seen our defense, and our defense yep. is a different level of defense compared to Agreed. what they 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 are seeing. Well, and, and it's because they have more speed, and that's what it hurt. I think that's what hurt us those first two games. It's speed and aggressiveness. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot. There, it's just a quality. Ford and Tanner are basically shut down defenders. Yeah, and they have not seen that. Well, yeah, Camari, all three of them are. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I see now you see you know no Camari like I said compliments the you know the the yeah. three uh, basically quote unquote the Berina triangle they're not yeah. gonna let you know anything in there and then that thing now having a healthy PC on the outside like like uh, Royce mentioned on the outside wing they're gonna have Maloney because Maloney didn't play yeah Maloney only played the last game against them um, and even up top you know Nathan's Patino. played three of them. Epps, uh, Patino played two of them. Um, Jose only played one of them. So they have not seen this. And, and and we knew this coming in, but it just illustrates, you know, when, when you say, hey, you play a team four times, when you really look at the, the two teams here, it's they're, they're basically almost two new teams, you know, because mm-hmm. to be fair for RGV, They've got four or five new starters that we haven't also faced. Now, I think there's a big difference from the talent that we've brought in compared to the talent that they have now. That could be just me being, you know, home revision. But I think that. But our guys have made more, the, the people we brought in have made more of an impact, I think, than the ones they brought in. Right. Because remember, they were sitting on top of the division for a while. Mm-hmm. And basically, they've kind of taken that nosedive in us. We struggled in the beginning, but then we took that turn, you know, yeah, you know, and finishing in the top two, you know, being in second place. So, you know, we do go, did go in two different directions. Yep. But I think the key was the key players that we brought in really made the difference, and theirs hasn't really made that much. It's kept them afloat to get into the playoffs, but. I think ours. I was gonna say they beat Rising. I'd say that they're the players that they've added. But here's the thing: they beat Rising, El Paso, and New Mexico United. So, which, if you look at their form coming down the stretch, they're playing just as well as we are. They're hot. Yep. And 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 this is in this in this game coming in. You know, when you beat like a top team, you know you have the adrenaline, but that can also come back and haunt you because you're already set a high expectation to. Okay, well, we, we beat these guys. We we're expected to win this game, you know. It's go, you know because we're in the, that hot streak, and I think San Antonio needs to kind of bring them down back to earth and score early on them. And if we do get a once lead again, I know once do, again, do get a whoever lead, scores early, yeah, that's probably who's going to lead on them. Yep. You know, you, we'll put doubt on their on their head, and maybe that they'll start. You know, be the the old kind of ORG. I think in this game though, it can't just be. It's not that first goal because, you know, unless, unless both teams, you know, really get defensively, which could happen. We've, we, you know, we both have seen it, you know, San Antonio's allowed RGV back in the game. RGV, you know, RGV's allowed oh, us back in the game. A one goal lead isn't safe. Hell, you could argue two goals is, you know, you know, based on the history here, right, right for the other team to come back. To, to me, it's who's going to, you know, to me, it's it's can San Antonio 
not make that silly mistake. And they haven't made that silly mistake here in, in the last few games. Because if they play their if they play their their um, their game and they play defensive strong like they have, I don't I don't. I don't see RGV beating them. I don't, uh, you know, I just think the talent that we have is just at a different level compared to uh, what, what RGV has. And, and I don't mean that as a disrespect to RGV. I just think with, you know, the, the MLS talent that we have on this team and let's not kid ourselves. every position. And I'd have to check with if far is uh, been on an MLS team, every, every starter that we've had has played for MLS teams. And I don't think you can say that for RGV, even though uh, they were under the dynamo, but that's a different discussion. But also, I mean, you got Wilmer Cabrera out there coaching them. And I mean, he's a, he's a, in USL, he's a top quality. uh, But what I will say, um, as far as gameplay and the thing kind of things to watch out for in this match, um, RGV scored first in that Phoenix game. Um, and that kind of set the table and Phoenix came back um, and they tied it up with Asante and then RGV got the lead again and then uh, Phoenix came back. So, and then Phoenix took the lead and then RGV. So that was, a, it was a back and forth match, but it started with RGV scoring first and then scoring, you know, s- scoring more. Um, uh, well, RGV scored first. Uh, Rising scored the next two. Oh, they did score uh, next to yeah okay. the next two, and then uh, and then there was that free Rodrigo kick. Rodrigo Lopez, yeah, that free kick that uh, tied free it. Kick That's right. That was just a beauty. Uh, yeah, it tied was. it up. The uh, same thing with Asante on the other side. Uh, yeah, Asante got the goal on the 101st, and yeah. then you know in the 109th, another Asante goal, uh, they and got then the PK the, from Emma. The PK, yeah, we'll call it the PK. But it was all started with RGV scoring first, uh, and yes. I will say that Phoenix Rising. Uh, especially in this match, they were not strong in the back at all. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked, they looked pretty disorganized um, in the back. Their midfield looked strong, and they really took it to um, RGV, but RGV shut them down. Um, but when RGV countered, Phoenix really didn't have a lot, and they were kind of, they had a foul, uh, and when they fouled. Um, that's when they gave stuff up. Uh, they gave up the PK. They gave up the free kick. Um, if SAFC sits back and, um, like, um, like we were talking about, if SAFC scores first and they can sit back and then they can counter and get another one, and if we have a similar, a similar setup, kind of like uh, against the loyal, could be church. But at the same time, this um, this matchup's always been physical. Mm-hmm. So that could really take uh, um, uh, that. That could be a huge factor is physicality. Um, I know we have a few red cards. I know Amo and a couple of the other uh, RGB players have a red card. So that could definitely be a uh, wrench inside the gear for either team. Um, and they're both obviously going to come in hyped up for this match. So it'll be interesting. It'll be exciting. And I think this is the match of the night um, is going to be uh, – RGV and SAFC, not just because it's the South Texas Derby, not just because it's the second um, second round playoff match. It's just going to be a heck of a match. It's going to be uh, must see TV for sure. And, and I'll say this because, and, and if reports are true, that's you know, you know, from you know Edson and and, and uh, you know from the people that I talked to uh, down in RGV, 
it's going to be a fun crowd. It's, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Toyota Field, at least in a very long time, has had a crowd where there's actually been an away, te- away team that's, that's had, had a, away had presence, a, away yeah. presence that, that RGV is going to bring. Um, and I, you know, I do expect Toyota Field uh, will be, you know, they had what, 7,000 listed uh, here. I, I would expect that you're probably going to get closer, yeah. probably to 7,500. Probably um, sell out, close to a sellout, 8,000 plus. Yeah. You know, because UTSA does play at 230. 230. Uh, yeah. So you figure a four hour game, 637 ish by the time you get out of there. Um, you know, maybe a late arriving, you know, if you're trying to do the double dip, uh, you know, going to the UTSA at the Alamo Dome and then going up 281 to, I think it's what, 281, right? Uh, it's that 37 to 281. Yeah, 37. Yeah. Well, no, you would take 281 to 37 no, and then go, you would go to 35. Yeah. Yeah. You go 37 to 35 and then it's off 35 yeah. and, and uh thousand oaks. So, but unless you go to, I mean, we, we've to seen a rabbit crowd before when Pumas came, could do that, you know, and uh, as far as on the opponent. So, I'm sure you, I mean, let's say if she's kind of used, used it's, to it's it. still, it still baffles me that their um, main crying cheer is a food brand that, that just kind of baffled me, but hey, I mean. Is what it is. Was wasn't it Pumas? I was saying Goya, right? Goya, Goya, Kachun, Kachun, Rara. It's actually from a show. <laughs> it was a sitcom, and that's in the eighties. That's where they got the chant from. I guess however you get it, man. However you get it, you get there. I mean, we got we got Gato Blanco, which apparently is uh, Gato Negro now. So that's fun. Yes, I saw so. a, another one. Is that uh, is that an omen or? <laughs> there, there we'll is see, a. Man. It's blacked out already. <laughs> yeah, we. I so, mean, black. Uh, we're blacking like the out black too. Black guy that came out on the Cowboys uh, Giants game a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, so. it's it's the mascot. I mean, the Cardinals won a World Series when after they had a squirrel run across their field. So I mean, could be. So depending on what happens in the other game, Orange County wins. RGV or San Antonio travels to there. Mm-hmm. If the Roots uh, win, uh, no matter who wins us, uh, we would host uh, either us or would, RGV would host Texas. The West Texas will host Texas will host the Roots or uh, OC will host Texas. Yeah. And if you're in the state of Texas, this is the only playoff uh, soccer that you're going to be able to watch. That's it. That's it, baby. California as well, actually. So uh, yeah, yeah. So if uh, you're in California and you want to watch playoffs, uh, you know, come watch uh, Orange yeah, County. If you like, po- if you like postseason soccer, it's in San Antonio, Texas. Come on. So the other big news uh, happened officially uh, yesterday. Um, there is a new addition to the league. Uh, yeah. Detroit City, uh, Todd's uh, first love. I know. I'm surprised we didn't have a part owner of said club. Minority, um, minority owner. <laughs> hey, I'm a part owner. I won't. Let, I got my flag in the back. Yo. Conflict of interest. Yes, I have a major conflict of interest. But uh, it but is the Eastern Conference. I was not really calling it. I was we'll, like, we'll see. We'll see. We got to see how they draw the lines. But I was going to say St. Louis was in the West for some reason for a while. So we'll see. <laughs> Nashville's in the West uh, for MLS. Yeah. So there is that. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, actually, so, you know what? Nashville and Detroit are in the West in hockey. So yes, there's that too. So good times. Thoughts on Detroit City uh, and, and what that brings, and you know, I love it just because 
I've already seen, you know, Northern Guard and, and DCFC supporters going with it with Rising. And, and there's so much, there's so much crap. Being, there's so much crap being talked online. It's hilarious. Rafa, you go first, man. Uh, it's, I, I think it's exciting. I mean, I think Michigan, I mean, Michigan, the state of Michigan has been looking for having a pro soccer team because I know Detroit was just seriously looked at as an impossible MLS. But that hasn't gone through, so I think this is a good first step for them, you know. So I'm happy to have them on the league, and like I said, it's a fun, you know, they're a fun team. I know they had a lot of success, you know, in the previous league they were in. So kudos, especially now. Like I said, we're losing some team, some two teams, but hey, we're getting a good quality team, good quality team that has a good fan base, good culture, yeah, yeah, for sure. So kudos to them. Um, I'm excited, man. Um, I've always admired Detroit City FC and what they have built over there, um, regardless of what league they've been in, NISA or or, uh, or whatever league they've been in. Um, it's it's awesome to watch, um, and I'm I'm happy they're joining us in the championship. I know there's, you know, people are coming up with receipts or whatever. I don't give a crap about that, man. They're trying to survive. I'm excited. Um, I hope it would be cool if we got an away match. Uh, don't really have a lot of desire to go to Detroit, but I would fly to Detroit to go watch SAFC oh, would, at, at Detroit be, City. It's That'd a be great. Yeah, I would love it. it. It's a destination team um, for sure. Um, and like you said, we're losing some teams. Obviously, we're losing Charlotte, uh, Austin Bold, we're losing, and we're losing some two teams. Man, you can't do much better than to acquire DCFC um, as a team in your league, um, especially if you're trying to maintain a footprint like USL Championship is. Yeah, that is a feather in the hat right there. Um, and you got to be excited. They're automatically one of the top teams um, in the league, period. Haven't even played a game. What I'm excited about is there's a San Antonio connection. There's three players that are either – well, that have played yeah. – or. Haven't played with San Antonio, but to have uh, you got well, Maxi one has. Rodriguez. Maxi has, yeah. Uh, Armando Quezada, a goalkeeper. I don't think he really made any appearances, but uh, he I don't was, think so, but he was on the roster. He was yeah. on the roster. And then a guy that I kept hoping that they would bring in, uh, Pato Batello, Pato. Uh, so I think, yep. uh, for that here. Um, interesting fact, Maxi Rodriguez has eight goals on the year. Yeah, and, and he scored the um, – Championship uh, clinching penalty. Clinching. Yep. So, yeah. And uh, also, I mean, not not to stray away from this, but Ethan Bryant had a hell of a season with Richmond as well. Yes. Um, so exciting to see. And I've also seen a lot of um, San Antonio FC um, Academy kids signing a lot of national letters of intent recently. And that's yeah, exciting. Today, yeah. It's exciting how successful that academy has been because they are just filling professional soccer on all levels as well as college soccer. And, Man, that's that's great. You can tell how quality of a team and how quality of a um, um, well, they're playing that national system. Tournament. Yeah, yeah, and they they also made the playoffs. We're the only USL team to make the playoffs in the academy as well as um, in the USL championship playoffs. It's great, flipping, killing it. Yep. So, I'm excited. I know there's drama. I know it's not a good look for Nisa and. Yeah. Nisa, you got to be better on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nisa, Nisa, yeah, what Pony said was exactly right. You're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. You can't quit. You're fired. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they did. So, not not, not great. 
Not great. It, 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 it was just, it was just, uh, you know, I, I think Nisa yep. serves a purpose and I hope success, but they are showing some cracks and, and that's yeah. the pro the problem with quote unquote, the independent uh, through there. If you don't have a strong league front office, right. The, this is what happens. And, you know, pretty much, you know, you know especially where USL is moving closer to pro rel um, at a quicker pace. Um, yeah. There's going to be a vote uh, in December. Uh, it's already been on record uh, so before cool. that here. So, yeah. So cool. Um, Any final thoughts? I know we're about an hour and a half. Uh, I know we kind of started a little bit slow yeah. with with you know trying to let Royce get dinner. For yeah, the family. that's that's my bad. I had to yeah I had to get food, and then um, the place I decided on just took forever. Um, <laughs> and then I got in and I dropped the food off. I haven't even eaten yet. So, so uh, Rafa, your your thought? My thought. Well, my thought as far as um, I think face i guess quote unquote face of the fan of safc i think we're all face of the fans of safc you know not just certain areas or yeah. certain or certain people one or, one or two individuals one or two yeah. individuals that say they're the face of the fans but they're not like i said loyalty is a big thing i think you know when, when it comes to soccer and, that, and that's why i admire a lot of detroit city fc's fans you know they're there through all the games, even friendly games. You know, that's that's the kind of the staple that we need to have here at at our club. And hopefully, like I said, after this season, you know, we learn from this and we get yeah. some a bigger of a presence because our team really deserves it. Absolutely. Like I said, especially this sat this Saturday, you know, we need to pack the house. We don't need any RGV fans up out chanting us, out yelling us making more noise. The one that should be drowning out their noise should be the SASC fans, period. This whole yep. stadium. Like I said, the blackout, part, blackout part two, that's what we need. Let's do so it. So if you haven't bought your ticket, go get your ticket. Go, they're go going fast. It's, yeah, they're going fast, so buy it. And if we win, hey, we get to the Western Conference final. Hopefully, maybe we'll cheer, we'll cheer on for the roots and <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to host yeah. another game. That's I have it. receipts from a certain somebody that uh, if they make the Western Conference final, uh, I'll just leave. I'll just leave that little hint right now. <laughs> so uh, let, let's pack the house. So that's what, that's uh, one of my, that's my final thought. And and your final thought, Royce. My final thought. Um, obviously, pack the house. Hashtag pack the house. Hashtag blackout Toyota Field. Let's go. Let's go. This is it. This is it. Saturday. This is it. My final thought, though, is going to be a big shout out to um, Jordan Farr, mm -hmm. uh, emergency goalkeeper for SAFC. Um, on Twitter earlier, uh, San Antonio FC from their uh, main account uh, put out a tweet showing um, uh, there's an SAFC fan at the game uh, last Friday. Uh, that spoke with Jordan and just asked him, Hey, can you give my brother a shout out? He just had brain surgery. He's kind of going through a lot. And Jordan followed up on him. Um, dude is class. Dude is absolutely class. And Indy 11, you, you guys got a great one. Uh, so shout out to Jordan for that. And what a dude, what a human being and what a great story. Um, and that only makes me more excited about Saturday. So let's go eight o'clock at the same time. Birds up at 2.30 and then blackout to a field at eight. Let's go. Big, big day for San Antonio sports. 
that doesn't have anything to do with basketball. But big day for um, San Antonio sports, for sure. Huge. So my final thought, I got two of them. One's kind of an odd story. Um, and for people that are old like me, uh, Tanya Harding, part two. Uh, PSG uh, women's midfielder, was it Amit Odile, was uh, taken into custody following an attack on the club's player. She hired a masked man to injure France and her teammate, uh, Kiara uh, Hamari, and I'm sorry if I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah, I heard yes. about this today. What? And re to remove her from competition for playing time. So, yes, uh, I'll, I'll send you the, uh, the the thing here. But, yes, uh, PSG women, um, player on... Player, you know, teammate on teammate crime. <laughs> Trying to take out so that way what? she can get higher playing time. That is your what? news of the weird. Sacre bleu. <laughs> Sacre bleu. <sighs> oh and PSG is not a small club. So these are quality playing, talented women that, oh you know, going back to Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, back at that time frame. Did she get the boyfriend to do it or? I don't know. She hired mass men. At, you know, of course, this just broke <laughs> this morning and, um, uh, her, yeah, her, so, her, her, her career is done. Oh I'm, I'm sorry. God. Her career is done. So there, there is that. I, I'm sorry. That had to be brought up because, you know, for us, you know, in the United States, that was a huge sports story to start out. And then it turned into a national story and, you know, lifetime. I think there's what, two or three lifetime movies. And it's, <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, the other thing here, um, whether you're from RGV coming up, whether you're San Antonio FC supporters, um, no matter the result of the game, um, treat each other kind. Um, you know, like I said, during that 90 minutes, you know, there's, we know it's going to be a physical game. We yep. know there's going to be calls that go both way. We know, unfortunately, one team's going to win. One team's going to lose that it's going to happen this game. There, there, there is no way to walk out as a tie, um, you know, for that here, just, but please be smart. Please have fun. Please treat each other with respect. You know, you can banter back and forth, but, you know, don't cross that line and be an asshole. Um, you, know, That's it. you know, just, just don't, um, you know, I've, you know, a lot of us are friends. Uh, you know, a lot of us communicate through social media. You know, I've met Edson and Ray and, and, and stuff like that. They're great people just like us. You know, they just root for, you know, for a team that uh, that's different. And, um, that's their home team, but please, please, you know, be smart. You know, even if you get a little adult beverages in you, don't just don't don't ruin it because that's the last thing that San Antonio FC wants. That's the last thing yep. that RGV wants. It's the last thing USL wants, and that's the last thing that any of the supporter groups want is to have an incident that mars this great game. That's uh, it. In my opinion, it sucks that we can't be together and celebrate together. I understand the the safety issues of it. it and that's why I don't blame SAFC RGV for making the decisions that they did, but it sucks that it had to come to that. Um, but just, just be smart. Uh, you know, guys, it's, it's a game 90 minutes. You can, you know, 120 minutes, however long that the game goes, you know, you can go back and forth, but at the end, you know, if you can walk out, you know, not necessarily arm in arm, but you know, a little bit banter of, you know, Hey, you lost, you won. As long as it's in fair play, you know, please do that. Don't just don't be an asshole. So, sorry to end it on that note, but I think it's an important note to end, um, just because this is the biggest game of the Derby. 
Um, and it's a close derby. So, but uh, thank you for everybody tuning in. Robert, uh, uh, Gabriel, uh, Gerald uh, Brett, uh, AJ, uh, thank you for turning in. And Robert, uh, once again, uh, for turning in. It's fun. We'll do this next week, you know, win or lose. We'll be back at some point for that. Uh, but what's life without goals? See you